0: Thanks for checking out this episode of Business Black Belts. I really appreciate you listening and hope you get some great insights out of today's leader. Let's dive into the show. So hey, everybody, welcome back to Business Black Belts. I'm really excited today to have the CEO of Digital Beachhead, Mike Crandall, on the show. Mike, thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us.
1: I really appreciate it, Miles. Thanks for having me
0: absolutely so i'm really excited we very rarely have someone who has military background runs their own company and also is currently a, a adjunct professor on the topic of it security which is a hot one so there's a lot that we can cover but just to start uh, i thought for anyone who doesn't know you you could maybe uh, introduce yourself and what you guys do at digital beachhead
1: Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm Mike Crandall, uh, CEO, Digital Beachhead. I'm a 21-year Air Force retiree veteran, a couple combat tours. Uh, Basically, I started doing IT back in the early 90s before the military even really had desktops on people's computers. And uh, we would strap cables to our back in the first Gulf War and run from point A to point B, cut the cable, and voila, a network was made. Um, so coming a long way, and I, I got to thank a lot of my experience from uh, the technology not being there. You know, we kind of grew up with it. And uh, after retirement, I went and worked for a large company for about five years, uh, not knowing what I wanted to do when I grew up. And uh, after five years, that company got purchased, and I did not make the purchase cut. And so I decided it was time to uh, grow up, start, start the, my dream company, which was Digital Beachhead, and start doing the risk management, the cyber risk management. Um, originally, we did it for the, the federal space because that's what I knew. Um, but within the last three years, we've kind of branched out into the commercial market. I thought they were underrepresented in the um, cyberspace, especially in the small to midsize. So we've created a virtual chief information security officer, VCSO offering, and we like to go out and kind of partner up with those small to mid-sized businesses to bring them on board and on the path of cybersecurity.
0: And cybersecurity for someone who's not an industry insider uh, is a loaded topic because you kind of have user training and then network defense and... Uh, I know like the White House is saying you should be protecting yourself from ransomware. So everyone's kind of tuned in right now more than normal. Could you just give an elementary understanding? We have a pretty broad business audience. What is cybersecurity and why does it matter?
1: Well, funny you should say that. I was just up in Canada and I was giving a, a, a lecture on exactly what cybersecurity is and isn't. Uh, there, I think there's a myth of cybersecurity. Um, really there's cyber risk management. Um, When one thinks of cybersecurity, you think there's an end goal. I will be secure. If I do the right things, I'll be secure. And if our government can spend hundreds of millions of dollars and still be vulnerable, then what is a business to do? Um, So the real thought of cybersecurity is the never-ending goal of constantly managing the risk of the threats that are out there. And as you said, ransomware now is you know, on the news and the tip of the tongue that everybody is is, um, hearing about in the news. And they are um, bad actors coming in and trying to uh, lock up your data for ransomware. Um, But with cybersecurity as a whole, it is really knowing that there are adversaries out there after your data and your networks. And it's the idea of protecting them. Um, I like to always reference a home People will come and ask us for pen tests. And I would say, if I were to go to your home and your doors and windows are wide open, why would you pay me to stand in your living room and say, congratulations, I can get in? So if you refer that back to cybersecurity, what steps are you taking to secure your home? Most of us shut the door. Uh, Most of us may lock the door. Others may put a camera out. Some might put motion detectors in their home. So it's that level of what do you put in for protections against the adversaries that are out there in the world.
0: And I often think about cyber as ransomware being money. So like we've locked up your data, give us back the money. But it sounds like, especially in the government case that you're so versed in, they're actually not always after ransoms as much as the actual information uh, and how they can use it. Is that a fair assumption or is it primarily for them just transactional about the money?
1: It's a mix of both. And um, there are groups of people that will use a ransomware as a cover while they exfiltrate your data. And then there's the people who are just going to hit you because they know they can get X number of dollars out of you. Um, recently, they've gone to doing both. They want to exfiltrate your data and then provide the ransom. And the data is like a backup. If you say... I'm not going to pay the ransom because i know i've done this or that to protect my systems and i'll be up and running tomorrow so i don't need to pay the ransom that's when they use your data and say well then we're going to leak this out to the world and everyone will know how unsafe you are so it's like a secondary ransom if you will like a blackmail um so yeah it's it is really about your data but it is almost always financially driven unless it's Mm -hmm. like a nation state
0: and then there's this whole concept of the Dark web, which I've kind of vaguely been educated on this, like all these leaks, the passwords get put in places that bad guys look. And then if I use the same password for Facebook as I use for QuickBooks, the theory is without two factor authentication, they could run a script and run all the Facebook email password combos against all the QuickBook ones. Is the best practice where you're supposed to change password, or how, how should users think about that? I'm, I'm sure you have a perspective
1: yes so the dark web is uh, a great place where the uh adversary loves to store our data and our information so uh, there was a large um, sales store i won't give up its name but it was a a large retail store that of course uh, recently in the last few years was uh, hacked and all of the user information was stored on the dark web And so with usernames and passwords, most of our usernames are now our uh, email address. So since our email addresses don't necessarily change, if we use the same password across multiple sites, the first thing an adversary will do, the bad guys are going to do, is go out and run that username and password against every bank, against every kind of financial institution or other stores to see what access they can gain. So one of the uh, the advice we give is that you need a different password for every site. And of course, if you're trying to remember a thousand passwords, that makes it difficult. So there are password managers that are out there. Um, We recommend LastPass, but there are tons of them out there. Um, Pick the one that works for you. And that way you have to remember a single password to get into this password management system. But all of your passwords for all the sites can be unique and different. And uh, it really helps out uh, having a, a strong password at every site you're logging into with you not having to physically have to remember each one.
0: Which is such a problem because otherwise people just get so tired of it that they, in the moment, it's kind of like, what's the discipline saying? You know, it's like either in the moment do the hard thing or you're gonna feel the hard thing long-term is in the moment it's hard to actually stay disciplined. So people just use the exact same password for 50 things. And then you hear it about it in the news, just like you said.
1: Yep, exactly. And the the big hack that came from Solarwinds recently that made the news and caused the government so much problem. The password was literally Solarwinds123. Yeah, which so it, be a little stronger than that.
0: Yeah, for sure. That that's uh that's fascinating. Uh so I'm curious for you. You've obviously had a successful career in the military, which is very different from business. You've had a successful career as an entrepreneur. What life lessons, if you could pick one or two, life or business lessons, could you connect the dots on between those two things?
1: Yeah, I think what the military uh, taught me and what I really have pulled away from the military is uh, train like you fight, fight like you train. So um, it's good to know what you're doing and have a great uh, muscle memory and skill set. So when we hire folks, it's Uh, it's good that they come and they know what they're doing, but building them up to what you expect them to do. Uh, I always expect a lot of. More than what people normally may from employees. Um, but my 1st assignment was with a special operations wing in England. And it kind of taught me that if you expect more from your people, you'll get more from your people. Um, but you have to reward them, right? You have to treat them as if they are those special warriors. Uh, another thing is never ask people to do something you wouldn't do yourself. So I'm not afraid to go in and um, get dirty, if you will, and get my hands on things and do things myself. And then lastly, with business, uh, it's it's about connections and personalities. Um, I would rather work with a company that uh, I get less of a margin from, but really enjoy working and helping them grow than with a company that I can't. Um, don't, I do not have a good working relationship with, but I might make more money, uh, for me in the long run, um, having seen some stuff and deployments, life is short. So, you know, if you, if you don't feel like you're working, you're not. So enjoy what you do.
0: And it sounds like for you, you really do have this fascination, in, uh, I guess, love of kind of technology that it really isn't work and you're keeping people safe, which is, uh, which is needed in the crazy world. Now, how did the situation overseas change security? Because I'm sure you, you have kind of both a military and a civilian perspective. Like did suddenly the risk of getting hacked double overnight or is it really the same because all this stuff was already happening? Or how do you kind of, if a company was to ask you, how have things changed the last three months from a security perspective? What would you say?
1: Um, I would say that the risk was always there. Um, and what has happened is it's exponentially, uh, the likelihood has grown exponentially. Um, as we support Ukraine in their efforts, um Russia has little retaliatory options other than maybe cyber so the risk was always there they've always had um that threat and that risk to exist um but now they have a greater um I guess reason to use it where before it was um, a lot of Cyber threats were ransomware and protected by the Russians, uh, but they were more commercial operated. And now I think we should look more towards our critical infrastructure, electricity, uh, rail, transportation links, those kind of things. Those might be more targets than what they might have been before. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's kind of what you're doing uh, with some of your government work, it sounds like, is really helping them secure the most critical infrastructure in the world.
1: Yes, Um, it it is, it is funny because like I said, that's why it goes to cyber risk management. The government has all kinds of money and they throw it at it, but they're still at risk. Um, You, you, back to my house analogy, if someone wants to come in your house, whether you have the door locked and cameras and everything else, if they break a window or kick in the door, they're coming in, right? That they will get in if they want to. So a determined adversary will be able to get into your networks. The idea is to put as much um, distance between uh, or ease, not necessarily distance but I guess ease and defense and depth to protect you. So um, the critical systems uh, the biggest problem they have there is they've kind of been slow to develop uh, network security. Uh, they, they were more about keeping the power on right it you don't want to shut things down to uh, reload a whole new system because you know you can't be down for a week. could you imagine? If your power company said, we're going to be down for three days, you're going to have no power, but we're updating our whole infrastructure to make us better and more secure. So that's been the challenge. How do you keep them up to date with technology without interruption of service? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Cause the consumer uh, is very impatient and they're always going to opt for wanting to watch the sports game tonight versus wanting a safe power grid tomorrow, uh, right? <laughs> now now, for you, I guess another question that comes to mind, which I love to ask entrepreneurs, is you've had a pretty eclectic experience, and, and I saw that you in part are giving back by some of your work in the college vein, so clearly you have a heart for others on top of just keeping people safe. What do you want your legacy to be? like if you look out 10 or 15 years, you've kind of run your course at Digital Beachhead, you sell the business or, or whatever, like what what's going to be true of you in your mind?
1: Um, well, for me, the greatest legacy is my two kids mm-hmm. um, that they've grown up and they're productive members of society. Uh, I think that's the one thing that you can definitively look back. Um, from a personal standpoint, um, just that I did all I could um, I, I with the teaching, um, you know, being the professor at the university. For me, it's helping grow the next generation of cyber warriors. Uh, I want to see a greater mix of um, folks that are joining. We need more diversity. Mm -hmm. We need people of different backgrounds, races, religions, uh, men and women, um, mainly Mm -hmm. women. um, Because as we grow into the future, we're developing more and more AI, artificial intelligence. And I tell my students, if the artificial intelligence are all written by me or people who look and have my background um, you're not going to have a diverse intelligence Mm -hmm. so we need to grow the next generation to be so much more diverse as we grow in technology so our technology kind of is diverse in that mindset as well so that's kind of what i'm hoping is that we can grow into a more diverse um, cyber field
0: yeah yeah it's a really interesting perspective around ai Um, And if anyone hears this and wanted to reach out to you, whether to talk about becoming your customer, to talk about working for you, uh, any kind of collaboration, is LinkedIn an okay way to reach you or how do you normally field those requests in this uh, crazy world of so much noise?
1: Yeah, LinkedIn would be perfect. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and so is digital beachhead. Mm -hmm. So if you look on LinkedIn for Mike Crandall or digital beachhead, you'll be able to find us that way or on our website. You can go out to digitalbeachhead.com, And uh, we have a contact us link. Feel free. Um, if you put, you're looking for me, it'll get to me. So, um, I try to stay in the mix as it were, when it comes to contacts, but I'm always happy to, uh, offer a piece of advice or, you know, a friendly suggestion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for coming on today. We definitely enjoyed it and are excited to just keep following your progress. And it goes without saying, but thank you for your service, all those years in the military. And I'm uh, really impressed by how you've kind of gone from that to what you're doing commercially. So I really enjoyed the interview today.
1: Well, thank you. I enjoyed being here and, uh, I just would ask that all your listeners know that uh, cybersecurity is, uh, while it's on the news and they think it's important, it really is. So just, you know, always take a thought towards it. What can I do a little bit better?
0: Absolutely. Well, you heard it here from Mike Crandall. So if uh, if Pete told you to protect yourself, then uh, it's your your own responsibility (laughs) to go do it. Exactly. (laughs) It starts with you. Absolutely. Well, Mike, thanks again. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Miles.
0: Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Business Black Belts. Should you want to see more content on both the show, marketing, and business in general, feel free to check out my LinkedIn. Thanks.